I'm starting a new series today um, entitled Kingdom Loading. And in this series, uh, we're going to push forward and, and begin to understand the, um, the kingdom of God as it relates to the gifting that we have, okay? So let's pray together right here, and then we will move forward. And so uh, we'll give you a little bit today, this morning, in this series as we go forward. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you this morning because there is none like you in all the earth. I thank you, Lord, for how you've kept us and brought us. I thank you, Lord, that those who are even sick among us are recovering. I thank you, Lord, that those who need healing are being healed. I thank you, Father, that those who need encouragement this morning are being encouraged. I thank you that you're perfecting those things that are concerning us. I thank you, Lord, that everything on the prayer list of our lives you already knew before we asked. I thank you now, Father, that you are leaning into us as we are drawing nigh to you. And I thank you that your presence is rampant in our lives and throughout the world. We declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We declare it over these airplanes. We declare it in our homes. We declare it on our jobs. We declare it in the in the stores. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, Father, I ask this morning that we share your word that you would So, Lord, think through my speak through my mouth. Give me clarity and love and agility of living. I will come with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus. Kingdom loaded. Y'all ready? Let's jump in to the word this morning. So last week, our time together was so powerful. And we, um, what happened last week, we, we uh, activated the gifts that was in us, okay? The gifts that God placed inside of us, the grace that came, we activate that. Last week, we activated it as we um, prayed and laid hands on you in our service time last week. Uh, so it was kind of a, I was supposed to start the series last week and, you know, in a high level short sermon, but it just didn't roll out that way. So here we are this week. Uh, starting this this uh, sermon series called Kingdom Loading. But last week was a precursor to that. Okay, so what I want to do in this series, we're going to talk about the fact that God has given us uh, gifts and the gifts that he's given us were to build or are to build his kingdom. And so we're going to be in this series talking about operating in that gifting. What what does it mean to be have the gift of helps? Okay? 
What does it mean to have that you know, gift of uh, faith as some of the things? So we'll be looking at gifting in this series, but I do want you to understand that what a hammer is to a construction worker or, or what blueprints are to um, an architect, so are the giftings that God gave. They are the same to us. And so we're going to take some time this morning and uh, lay some foundation with this. Okay. So as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, I got my coffee. So y'all know in, in one minute, I'm getting ready to take off. And so I just want you to be ready so you can go with me. I'm going to take off in a minute. And this is cup number two. So get ready. Woo. And Thomas Green sent me a box of my favorite coffee, which is some ultra from Starbucks. Sent me a box of it, the little packs. Woo. I've been killing it. Anyway. Okay. Let's go. You got yours. Okay. Tony got hers. Lisa got hers. Yep. Any more? Anybody joining coffee? Y'all joining with me? <laughs> Candy, what you drinking? Some green smoothie? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. So as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we've been given these gifts that help us build the kingdom. Now, I want to say something. Well, you better go ahead, Candy, and drink your water. Um, I want to say something to you. When we start talking about and having this desire, man, I do, I do feel something. I do feel the Holy Ghost. I really do. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Um, this, this, this desire that we have to understand purpose, to understand why I am here. Okay. I want y'all to, the Holy Ghost is, is, is fine tuning our ears and our perspective and our, our the, the barometer of our spirits. So we can understand here that these giftings that we have that came from the Lord. That's all a part of, and you hear me talk about it, his purpose, okay? He gave us gifts, talents, callings, okay? He gave that. The purpose is his because he made us. And if, our, if, if he didn't have a reason for leaving us or for using us, then I still believe that when we came to know him as our savior, when we got saved, he would have brought us on to heaven because the whole deal was he had to send Jesus to redeem us because of the sin that happened in the garden. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But when he saved us, he didn't take us. He saved us, left us. But in the salvation also comes the uh, activation of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so when the Holy Spirit is in our lives, all of these gifts and talents that God gave to us, we now have, we are empowered to do. And then when we are empowered to do a thing, we are empowered to do it at a level that impacts the world for the body or the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. Are y'all with me? Okay. I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... So now, 
when we start talking about the kingdom of God and uh, last last series, we talked about um, this to do list and we talked about making sure that we were pushing forward on this kingdom agenda. The kingdom agenda, we want to understand that as a definition is the visible demonstration of God's comprehensive rule in our everyday life. OK, that's the kingdom agenda uh, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But the way that fleshes out, that fleshes out, not just in our lives, but it also fleshes out through us. OK, now I want to let's go back and, and get some basics here. If y'all with me, I'm not even watching. Let me get let me get on because I can tell that y'all are here. I can't tell just by watching the screen that I'm watching. I can see your comments on the screen, but I haven't been able to. I, I mean, I can't see whatever else. So let's see. Y'all y'all are with me, though, right? I'm trying to get over here so I can see. Uh, your heart. So when I say send up some hearts, I can see y'all. Uh, I can't see them right now. Hold on. <laughs> yep. Yes, it's coming. It's coming, Lady P. We're going to talk about it because everybody has a gift. And um, here we go. All right. Now, okay, good. Tony, say y'all with me. Let's go. So here, here's some foundational stuff here, things that you already know. All right. But I just want to remind you as we walk this thing out, here's what I want you to see is that the kingdom of God or the body of Christ. Thank you, Alexis. The body of Christ is made up of one body. I do believe I feel the impression of the Holy Spirit upon me in this season to make sure that a part of my assignment, he wants my assignment in this season to to be making sure that I remind everybody that he brings me in front of that the kingdom of God is one body. The body of Christ is one. We have many churches, okay, but we are still one body. I want to make sure we remember that because sometimes in this thing that we call church, um, in this thing that we call church, it becomes very competitive and you know it becomes very i want to go to a church that meets my needs you know the saints used to be you know used to be family driven it also used to be uh the church used to be this is where god sent me to work now it's i'm going over here because i'm mad at them over there so i'm going over here and you know it, it becomes very choppy and the and god is sending me out these days to talk to the people about the kingdom of god that we are one, that we are many, but one. So in your Bibles, would you, uh, oh wait, let me, let me give you this before I go there. Let me give you John 14, 12. John 14, 12 says this, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do. Watch. Because I go to my father. So I'm backing up here just a little bit. We like to celebrate Easter in big ways. And it is, you know, in, in the church world, we call it the Super Bowl of Christendom. This where, you know, if you're going to grow your church, you got a great opportunity to grow the church, you got a great opportunity 
for people to come and hear what's happening and see what's happening at the church where, you know, you attend or you serve or lead. And I want to make sure that for, for, for Christ in the church that we understand that Easter is this time where we not just commemorate what Christ did on the cross, but we need to also be uh, calling ourselves back to task, okay? In this John text right here, John 14, 12, I'm going to get to this body of Christ thing in one second. But I want to let make sure you remember that Jesus says, because I come out of the tomb and because I go back to my father, I leave an assignment for you. And we love to celebrate Easter. But I, I don't hear many people saying, I will do. Okay, he went to the father because he says, now I've walked amongst you for three years. I've left an example. I've left uh, an expectation here. I've taught you and developed you and all of that. And now I'm going to the father. You pick up where I left off. The book of Acts, when Luke writes Acts, he starts by saying, um, he's, he's writing to Theophilus, who's a commander, who's uh, about to become a Christian, a follower. And he's writing, and he says, um, oh, Theophilus, I'm, I'm going to finish writing up. I'm going to write to you about all the things or the work that Jesus began and did, what he began to do. Okay, which means if he began to do a thing, then I'm waiting for a finished mark. Well, when Jesus gets off the cross on the cross, Jesus says it's finished. OK, but the finished was for him in, in the earth. He began to do a thing, as Luke says. But then as the body of Christ, as his followers, we pick up where he left off. Are y'all with me? So when Christ goes back to the father, he doesn't just go back to the father and say, hey, dad, I left a, a, a holiday for them down there for them to celebrate. No, he goes back to the father, sits at the right hand and says, now uh, I am employing all those that you gave to me to work for the kingdom. I am a kingdom subject. You are a kingdom subject. But Jesus says, greater works than these shall I do. Well, wait a minute. In saying that, he is saying to us that all the stuff that you've marveled at with what I've done, you have the power to do. It is inside of you. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? And I want to make sure that we get this understanding and have this uh, settling in us. As it relates to the ability that we have as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have power. Okay. I do want to say this to you. For me to lay hands on you. For me to prophesy. And those that worked with me last Sunday in the altar. It, you came here. You came and received that as a point of connection for you a point of building, a point of refreshing, a point of hearing the word of the Lord of your life to, so you can align, align, line up with some things. But let me say this too. It just doesn't stop with me. Okay? You got it too. You're anointed. You're powerful. 
There's power in the words that you speak. The challenge is we live in such a defeated, low place that we feel like the only people that have that anointing and authority and power is the pastor or those who have titles. And Jesus says, uh-uh. Jesus says, if you believe in me, not if you got the title of a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, a teacher, an evangelist. He says that I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, greater works. And it is my job to make sure that you understand this, not just hear it. You need to understand it, but you also need to operate in it. Listen, listen, let me go and say it like I feel it today. Let me tell you how I was raised. And when I say raised, I don't mean in my house. I want to talk about how I was raised in ministry. This prophetic thing that's on me, y'all know at our church, I don't call myself prophet nothing. I don't. I don't call myself prophet Tim Fryer. Here's my, you know, my pastor is prophet Tim Fryer. No, my pastor is Tim Fryer. Because that's, now, the way I function, I realize that the prophetic mantle rests on me. I realize that. I have for years. But what I call myself has nothing to do with none of that. Okay, but here's how I was raised in ministry. Let me tell you, when I was coming up in ministry and I was uh, walking alongside Bishop Jonathan Alvarado, I'll never forget this. It was uh, in those of you that used to worship, we used to worship together over there. It was the Covington Drive Church in the first thing where we, it, we started as the chapel. And here's what he used to do. He used to have in a night service, he would have. Of uh, the congregation as he would we would preach or maybe we would do prayer and worship and he would sense that you should go we used to do this regularly um everybody just go find somebody and prophesy to them speak a word to them that's how i was brought up in ministry but i'll never forget one night we were having that and he was going around praying and prophesying to people and so for those who didn't what that really meant in that moment was go speak a good word to somebody. Okay. But one night in particular, there was a young lady that he was led to go up to, to uh, speak a word to. And he started praying for her. Now I'm just standing with him because I'm with the man of God. Why the man of God is, uh, you know, ministering, right? Well, come to find out that I didn't know, but he knew the lady. And so as he prayed for her, there was a word. And because he knew the lady, he didn't want to release the word. Lest her faith be. Eh. So he looked at me. Who was, I'm a, I'm a minister in the house, but I ain't no prophet. He looked at me and he said, tell me, prophesy to her. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. And at that moment, the Holy Ghost put his hand right up on me. And I said to her, without a split second, I hadn't heard anything prior to that moment. He said, prophesy to her. I said, the Lord would say to you today, pop, 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 pop. It was so accurate. And he said to me, I did not want to release that word to her because I grew up with her. And she would think, oh, he just knows that about me. So it needed to come from somebody who didn't know her. What's my point here? My point here is I was not then. I, I operate way more in the prophetic now than I did then. And my point is... God wants to use you in moments that's going to impact somebody's destiny, 
and purpose in him. If, if, if you feel like the only time you can get a word is when you come to the house to me or when you log on, no, nah, man. When I say a word, I don't mean just a, a, a preached word. I'm talking about what is God saying? I'm saying to you that you should, I, there, is, there is the same power working in me that's working in you. Same power that's working in Pastor Marsha, working in you. Same power working in Pastor uh, Pastor Portia, working in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Same power. So you come here, you come to the house, we pour in. Okay? And you go out. This is what I'm talking about, kingdom loading. When we open the doors at the end of service and you leave the building, you leave the platform, kingdom loading. <laughs> when you walk up on your job, kingdom loading. When you log in, kingdom loading. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because God has given you gifts for you to build his kingdom. I just want to tell you right now. I ain't going to tell you what I'm going to preach it, but I'm going to preach it. It's going to be in this series. I ain't going to tell you because you might not come to church that day. But I'm going to be talking about those who run away from what they know. Yeah, that part. Look how you're looking. I'm preaching about that. I'm preaching about Jonah. Yep. Because there is a consequence. For understanding that there's gifting. Yeah, look how y'all looking. Don't, don't, don't stand in the line to get a word. But then don't want to be held accountable to what's in you. Look how you looking. Look how you looking. Yeah, I probably should have said that last week. I wouldn't have so many people in line. Because when you get a word, when you understand what's on you, when the word of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom comes forth, OK, that is God giving you insight on the thing. And what you cannot do is stand up here in a line and talk about, I just want a word from the Lord and you get it and then do nothing about it. Jonah. <sighs> yep. OK, back to what I <laughs> back to what I was about to say, which was uh, understanding some very basics here that <laughs> the kingdom of God, the body of Christ is made up of one body all right so go to first corinthians 12 yeah i'm coming forward I'm, I'm coming forward oh lord i should never got on this point i'm coming forward because let me tell you what I'm, I'm tired of i'm tired of having here's what i asked the lord karen this is what i asked the lord i asked the lord lord send me people send people around me like i was to bishop alvarado i was sensitive I learned God and I learned my leader so I could take something off of him. And what I'm tired of is having people around me who don't want to do nothing, who want to suck all the anointing out of you. Come on. Who always want to be there to receive a word. But you don't want to release nothing. And when I say I need you to go lay hands, who, me? You want me to go pray? You want me? Pray before service. Me? I'm tired of having people around me like that. Yes. Let's go. You got to be, you got to know. That's why I'm going to spend this time to help you understand you, the gifts and the callings. So when we're rolling together, 
I need to be able to meet somebody in the street and say, you know what? I need to put you in contact with somebody. <laughs> somebody somebody that's, that's, that's moving forward. I meet somebody who want to, you know, get better, stronger in finances. I need to be able to say, hey, I got a, I got a girl. Let, let me t- connect you with Tony Copeland. She got a word for you. And then she can help you grow. Y'all see what I'm saying? We got to, this is the kingdom. We got work to do. But the problem is, we got so many injured, immature, don't want to grow up Christians that we can't go out there and save the world because the people who've been in the church all their life running from what God wants them to do, the people who've been in the church, who grew up in a church house, in a church family, don't want to do what God's calling them to do, but they always want prayer about something. I'm going to tell you, I'm so sick of that, I don't know what to do. When you going to grow up? You ain't the only one hurt. You ain't the only one's feelings got hurt in church. Get over yourself. Yes. Get over yourself. Yes. Oh, so, so, oh, so you're not going to be sensitive? How long you want somebody to be sensitive that you got church hurt? How long? How long? That's why I don't go to church. Well, you're missing, a, but, but I still got this relationship with God. You got a piece of a relationship with God. Because God himself is, is, is uh, the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Three coming together as one, giving us a picture and a model of fellowship. Oh, come on. Now you want the fact that I can read his word and not go to church. But what about when he says, don't forsake? Paul writes, don't forsake getting together with the saints. What about that part? What about the part when David writes that it's good for brethren to dwell together in unity? What about that part? But you want to keep being hurt. It's time for you to grow up. But you don't know what they said about me. Well, Pastor, you don't know what they said about you. Make me. Keep keep playing with me here. Keep playing. Because see, the thing is, we got so many people that's worried about what other people say that we step over what God has said or what God is not saying. Look how y'all look. Well, you know what they said about me? What did God say about you? Has he stopped using you? Has his hand come up off you? No. Forget that stuff and keep moving. Because God needs your hands. He wants to use you in this season. And you got to grow some of the problem is you keep listening to others more than you listen to God. <laughs> yes, the coffee is working. <laughs> yes, Karen, coffee is working. Come on. How long are you going to keep being hurt? I mean, I was just, I was taking a sabbatical. And, and then next thing I know, after a month, they was calling me to see if, the, if I was coming back to serve. They don't care nothing about me. So is that how you feel about your job when your job tells you you ain't got but so much sick time? Oh, look how you're looking now. Oh, yeah, but that's my job. That's how I pay my bills. That's your problem now because you think that way. You forget that God is your source. Look how you're looking. It's amazing the stuff that we live with in life. But the first thing we want to put down is God. First thing. 
I'm tired. You gonna take a vacation at work? I don't have no more vac no time. So you gonna take some M uh, what is the FL FMLA some time? No, cause I don't have. So what you gonna do? Well, I'm just gonna take a sabbatical from church. Really? That's what we doing. God says I need you. I want your hands. I've anointed you. I've called you. At some point, you're going to have to take up your bed and walk. You cannot keep praying to a God who you are asking to heal you. But when he does, you don't get up and walk from it. Yes, Pastor Marshall. Time is ticking. And there's people out there dying and going to hell. While you keep rolling a hospital bed into the church every week. Get your hips up. Walk in the power of the God that you keep asking to touch you. God help me. God bless me. What you need to be saying is God show me me. Because some of the healing that I'm asking you to heal ain't because other people that hurt me. It's because I keep doing stupid stuff to myself. Okay, did I ever read the did I ever read the first Corinthians scripture? I didn't, but my time is about gone. Uh I don't want to do this. Let me do it real quick. Yeah. See this grace uh, this grace activated thing last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What I'm probably trying to make us do, Lady P, is start everybody gotta sign a waiver when they come into church. Oh, what you mean, Pastor? A COVID waiver? Uh-uh. A waiver that says, I will do. It's an agreement that when I come in here today, I'm not going to suck up the air. I'm not going to waste pastor's time. I'm not going to use the anointed oil unless I agree to walk out the thing. I ain't going to stand in line for no, no word unless I'm willing to live it out and do it. Whew. I never read that scripture, Lisa. Okay, here it is. Here it is, y'all. I'm talking about now that the body of Christ is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. The body of Christ is one. Mm. Okay, what not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read it. Because I keep feeling this thing pushing me in my back. But I got to go. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12, 13. I'm reading from the Message Bible. Here's what it says. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no, for, uh, no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells. No matter uh, how many parts you can name, but you, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used we each used to be independently called. We used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which He has the final say of everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we're all called a drink. The old labels, uh, 
used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, save or free, black, white, male, female, come on, rich, poor, skinny, fat, thin, all that's the Tim version. Y'all got me, right? He said those, those labels are no longer useful. We need something larger and more comprehensive. So Paul teaches here that because we are one body, Okay, we're a part of the resurrection body of Christ. You know what I really want to do, y'all? I wish I could. I may have to put out a meme. It's going to be so offensive. These days, I feel very rebellious to the system. I don't know what that's about, uh, to this church system. But I'm sick and tired of people and church people doing all this big Easter stuff. But then after, well, we got the smoke and the mirrors, but then everything goes back to, to the same, the normal. But Paul says, no, we're part of the resurrection body. Okay, resurrection body. And so because he got up out of the tomb that we want to have big festivals about, what are we going to do after that? Remember, I tell you, this, this is a, a relaunching every year. We got 365 days to do what he came out of the tomb and gave us information to do. Okay, so look at verse uh, chapter 12, verse 27. Let's pick up right there, verse 27. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. And you must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So we are one body, right? We're one body. We are not uh, fragmented. We are not a million different churches, a million different de denominations. Heck, we are not even all these little departments in one church. So I can't stand all that stuff. All, everybody got their little department and everybody got their own little thing all in one church. And so, uh, that is so anti-Christ. Look how y'all look. Yep. So, you are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Uh-oh. You're familiar with some of the parts that God has formed in his church which is his body, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues. But it is obvious now, by now, but it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body not and not a gigantic unidimensional parts, okay? Or un, is that right? Un, no, I said that right. Unidimensional parts. He says it's not all apostles. It's not all prophets. Not all miracle workers. It's not all healers. It's not all prayer in tongues. It's not all interpreters of tongues. And yet some of you keep competing <laughs> for so-called important parts. But now I want you to lay out a far, I want to lay out a far better way for you. So let me stop for a second. Paul is talking to this, this church in Corinth that everybody's vying. They're new Christians, really. And they're vying for, yo, I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. Well, some of the part that we got that part happening in church today, too. But we also have the part in church today that says, I, I, I don't have to do anything. We go to the extreme. Yeah, I mean, I'll just stand in the background. Which also says that the part that God has given you 
you run away from. But yet and still, you asking about your purpose. That's kind of stuff I'm talking about. And I'm, you know, I don't want to say too much of the wrong thing, but, you know, everybody out, out there preaching about people's purposes, if they are believers, there is only one purpose. It is God's purpose. It's God's purpose. So if I'm going to help you find your purpose, then I got to tell you what God has placed inside of you because your purpose is to do his will. That's your purpose. So then I got to help you understand your gifting so you can do it. But I can't help you if you're going to keep running. I'm going to tell you, if I teach classes on this, don't come to the class if you ain't ready to operate. Don't come. I ain't pestering. Yes, I'm sick and tired of pouring out to people who ain't ready to do nothing. All them notes beside your bed, all them doggone, all them notes in your phone, but you're not, <laughs> what you doing? I better, I better like close out. I better close out. Lady P, I better close out because it's minute. I don't know why it's just the cuss man just wanted to, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on. Come on, man. All right. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their own function. Okay. Let's look at I want to go back up to 12 and 5 real quick. First Corinthians 12, 5. I want to go up. I want you to understand that we are all one body, right? And we're not all the same thing. Paul lays this out earlier, and here it is. Uh 12 and 5, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 5. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities. Um, of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Are you ready? Let me go on and say this to you. If you are not willing to operate in the gift that God has given you, you are robbing people. You're robbing people. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's for the profit of all. The gift that's inside of you that you should be operating in, when you don't do it, somebody's not profiting. I'm gonna do, I'm, you know what? I may take a Sunday and do what y'all do. Just sit and watch. I'm going to come in, turn the camera on, and just look at you while you look at me. And let's see who's going to get some benefit out of that. Pastor, you mad today. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I'm sick and tired. But I ain't mad. Okay, here we go. Um, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the, in the uh, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. You cannot say to me that you don't have gifting. 
because the Spirit has given, the Holy Spirit has given us all gifting. Look at you. Look how you looking. Look how you looking. Yeah, we all got it. Yep, this gift that I have, when Paul says in Romans, if you're going to preach, preach. This gift for preaching started real early in life for me. Not preaching, the, the, the gift of using my mouth. I was talking back to my mama. I was being smart and witty to teachers. I was cussing out people on the basketball court. And I'm telling you something, I, I could cuss, okay? See, that's, that's, that's the thing. People used to think, well, he's a church boy, he green. No, because I had a gift to use my, I knew how to put them together. Do not play. Now, I ain't telling you, I'm like, I ain't telling you, I know some people be proud. I still cuss. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the gifting that you have, you've had for a long time. Yeah, the kids call it roasting now. When I was in school, we used to call it scolding. They used to call it before then the dozens. Yeah, because I was always a big guy. You know, that's what they wanted to come for. And I used to love it. There was a group of us that sat at the table at lunch. If you did not want to get cut up, don't come to our table. And if you felt cocky, come on. Yeah, we would go for it. Because a big guy, I had to always make sure you stayed off of me. They'd be like, oh, they'd be like, what's up, Tim? Because <laughs> they didn't want to come for that. Because my mouth, that was a part of my gifting. Hear me. Some of the stuff, oh, Lord, here we go. Some of the things that get you in trouble, used to get you in trouble, probably some of the things that God is saying is a gifting in you right now. My mouth used to get me in trouble. That's because my mouth didn't belong to him. See? Look how y'all looking. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think y'all got it. Y'all got it. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Marshall here, she know my mouth to get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all, y'all mouth still get you in trouble. That's why when the Holy Ghost came, the Holy Ghost set on the tongue. Because he said, I need to get that. It is one of the smallest parts of the body. But it is one of the most deadliest, James says. So when the Holy Ghost came, he says, I'm getting ready to use your mouth first. Mouth with an F. Your mouth first. Because if I can get that in line. Everything else is going to line up. Your gift may be in your hands, but I need to get your mouth to line up first so you can stop saying what you don't have as it relates to gifting. Some of us talk too much and we don't discern enough. Okay. Everybody got a gift. I just want you to know that. So don't talk to me about you don't have nothing. There is no such thing as a person on this earth who is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ that does not have gifting. That's what I want you to know about your kingdom mindset. And what Paul is trying to teach us here is that not one gift is greater than the other. Y'all go back and read all that stuff because when Paul starts talking, he starts talking and he said the foot, who do we do not, the foot is, is one of the less, the lesser attractive parts of, you know, the body. It's, it's, it's covered up a lot, okay? But he says, you can have a beautiful face, but if you ain't got no feet, then what? Okay? 
And so the, the eye is so beautiful and people look at the eye, your eyes are so pretty or your eyes are so filled with something. The thing that, that drew me to Lady Portia was that she had so much hope in her eyes. Paul says, yeah, but if the ear says I am nothing because I'm not an eye, the ear is out of mind. Because what the body should be saying back to the ear is we can't do it, everything we can't see. Some stuff we need to hear. So I want you to know that there is gifting inside of you. And when you get to understand that, the kingdom of God is loading in your life. There is gifting in you. And no gift is greater than the other one. See, that's, just kind of, that's what messes us up in the body. Well, he'd be like, ooh, he, he can really sing. I can't sing like that. Maybe he's been practicing his gift. Maybe she's been practicing her gift. Come on. I've heard people say, oh, Pastor Marsha praying. I, don't, I ain't even mess with that, Pastor Marsha praying. I ain't get ready to come behind that. Yeah, she's been practicing that, that intercession. She's been practicing. You don't practice praying in, on a stage. You practice praying in a closet somewhere. You practice praying sitting in, the, in traffic. You practice praying because you got a phone call that life is falling apart somewhere. You got a gift, but you ain't been using it. I watch Westerns all the time. I love them. Portia says she just really, she just found out just this week, just this week past that I, I love Westerns. And what's amazing to me is that I watch these Westerns and there are some of them who are quick draws. Okay. They are a gunman. But it's amazing to me how most of the men in the shows, all of them have guns, but only a few of them are quick draws. It just depends on how committed you are to practicing that thing. If you have the gifts of helps, but you don't go nowhere to help, it's not going to ever get good. Look how y'all look. I can play basketball. You can play real good. I'm okay. I mean, I can score. I ain't gonna get on the court and not score. But I'm not a Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan ain't a Tim Fryer. Trust. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It just depends on where you have put the practice. And you have gifting, family. And when you understand that, kingdom is loaded. So when you go to work tomorrow, you got to realize I got gifted for God. I might need to discern that somebody's going through some stuff in their life. Come on. Yeah. And then that's, that's mercy that comes out of you. Yeah. When you drive up to the drive through window and the people at the drive through window nasty, maybe then you can discern that something's going on in their life. And then you can operate in this mercy and this grace. That's gifting. That I don't get, I'm, listen, I'm about to cut your hair. I'm coming out of this car and coming in this restaurant. And I'm getting ready to that. <laughs> so, so when you discern what's going on and you give grace and you offer mercy, blah, blah, blah. All right. Oh, I'm going too long. I got to go. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to leave. I'm about to leave it right here. I'm really at the end. Look at this. I want to show you something. Um, again, I just want to confirm the fact that. The reason we were doing this grace activation yesterday or last Sunday was because the Lord said to me, he said, Tim, this is what I need you to do. I need you to activate 
the grace that comes along with these gifts inside the people, okay? That was what happened when Christ got out of the tomb, went back to the Father, okay? Look at Mark chapter 16, please. Mark chapter 16. This is just, this is not really a sermon. I'm really just talking. I'm just talking today, kind of getting us ready for this series. Here it is. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. I love this. Jesus says this, and these signs will follow those who believe me. What signs, Jesus? In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Pause. Let me go back and make sure that I, I heard this right. And these signs will follow those who believe me. In my name, they will cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents. If they drink something deadly, they won't hurt them. Lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Wait. So you mean to tell me that what Jesus says is that signs will follow those, listen, who believe him, not signs follow those who have titles of bishop, prophet, apostle, pastor, teacher, Oh, look how y'all look. He says, I want to make sure y'all seen it with me. Y'all seen it with me? And if y'all got red, if y'all got real paper Bibles, it's in red for the red letter theologians. It's in red because Jesus said it. That signs will follow those who believe. So you got to believe and you got to operate in his name. So wait a minute. Uh, if nothing's, if I don't operate in my gifting, okay, and, and if I don't open my mouth, if I don't let the power of God work through me, is it that I don't believe? Is it that? Because he says in my name, we cast out demons. And this ain't just the pastors and the prophets and the evangelists. Y'all, as a body, as Christ's body, we all got our thing. But we got to believe. Based on what the text says. I love it. So then it says, let's keep looking now. It says, uh, lay on hands and sick and they'll recover. He says, uh, so then the text says, after the Lord spoke to them, he was received into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God and went, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Wait a minute. This is what I'm talking about, Easter. That's what, this is what I'm talking about. If you're going to talk about Easter, the fact that he came out of this tomb, he came out of this tomb with purpose, with power, and then before he left. Okay? This is the stuff that he was talking about. Based on Mark's text, he said this, and then he went back to, to heaven. Which means this is, this is pre, 
Pentecost. Okay? This is pre-Pentecost. See, we, we like to... Uh, this is pre-Pentecost. So Jesus is saying, I'm about to go, but let me give y'all some instructions. I just want y'all to understand that if you believe me, you're going to have signs, and you're going to be able to do this, 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 and this. And then the template is, they went out, and they preached everywhere. Look at what it says. The Lord working with them. Wait a minute. I thought it just said that he left. He did leave. But it's the new business model. I keep telling y'all. The old business model was, Christ says, it's me. I'm here. Then it became, it's me and y'all with me. Then it became, I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to send y'all. Y'all come back and report to me. Then it was, now I'm about to leave. It is not y'all with me. It is not me with y'all, but it is me in y'all. Can I keep saying y'all in succession like that? Okay. Um, it is me in you. So he says, I'm going to my father. He's sending the spirit so my spirit can be in you. And these signs that will follow you is because you believe. And the text says right here, I'm working with you. The John text in 28 says, and lo, I'm with you always. So you got what you need, saints. I got to go. All right. There's an expectation here that Christ has. And he also gave us. He says, here's what I want you to expect. Because I left. The signs will follow you. And you will be able to operate in your gifting. And it will happen. Okay, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? In Luke 10, 19, he says, I begin, I behold, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall, wait a minute, y'all, I gotta go because I'm getting ready, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm giving you the authority to trample over serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Lady Portia, I'm going to try to get off of this because I just saw something here that I had not seen before. Uh, I give you the authority to trample over serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. And he says nothing is going to hurt you. I believe Ooh, I believe that we don't operate in the authority that God has given us, that Jesus has given us, which is why we stay hurt all the time. See, it's amazing to me that he uses trample over serpent on serpents first and scorpions. OK, because the serpent principle of first mention here, the serpent in the garden came to mess with Eve's mind. And he says, I've given you the power to be above that, trample over that stuff, and ain't nothing going to hurt you. That some of the stuff people say to you, the spirit of the serpent is the thing that comes to mess with your mind, to cause you to doubt what has been said. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Cause you to rethink what has been said. By God. 
That's why some of your friends that you talk to, they got the spirit of Satan. Y'all don't want to hear it like that. It's just the real deal because the spirit of Satan. That's why Paul says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You is the serpent spirit. But Jesus says, I've given you power to put that stuff under your feet and you should not be hurt. So then if you keep talking to people that's showing this satanic spirit or seed spewing a satanic venom that causes you to doubt what God has said to you about you, come on, then maybe you're not operating in that authority. Kingdom failed. Come on, principle of first mention, he starts with it. He starts with serpent, the spirit that causes you to think less of, whether it's you or somebody else. Listen, y'all, I'm going to tell you, some of the people we talk to got it, and you start second-guessing yourself. Yeah, if I was you, I just wouldn't do all of that. If I was you, if I was you, you need to tell them you're not me. You need to just break out, start praying in the Holy Ghost right there on the phone. I guarantee you they hung up. You're like, don't hang up. Pray with me. Start praying in the Holy Ghost right then. Look, look how y'all look. Some of us too embarrassed. Sips coffee. I got to go, man. So anyway, that's that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the last thing, and I'm going to get out of here for real. Time is geeks. Okay, last thing. So here's what we've laid out so far. Make sure you understand in this kingdom loading. Kingdom loading, I want you to understand that there is uh, that expectation from heaven. There are signs, okay? Jesus says that you're going to be able to do great work, more greater works than these than what I've done, he says. Because I go to my father, if you're going to keep celebrating Easter, you cannot deny the fact that he went to his father. And the works that we do because of that should be increasing. We understand that we are one body. OK, we are not many. It's not them and us. We are one body in the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. But we also understand that we all have gifting, that one gift is not greater than the other. OK, one gift is not greater than the other. But we have to realize that we have it and that when we don't use our gifting, we are robbing people because every gift was given for the profit of everybody. He did not just give you gifts for you to get on here and make a pitch for everybody to give you $19.99 to come to your class. OK, it's for everybody. <laughs> look how look he, listen, it's for everybody. It's not just for you over here in your little thing. It's for the world. OK. For the world. So let me let me go back, though, because sometimes your gifts should be able to make you because uh, a prophet is worthy of his hire. A workman is worthy of his hire. OK, so that's a whole different thing, because the gift can bring resources. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that alone. So then we're one body and uh, all of that. We got our functions. OK. Jesus says that there is science. So now we have this power because signs will follow us. Jesus gave us power. Okay. The kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, the kingdom of God is not in word, 
but in power. This is where we see the kingdom of God in operation when the power of God is flowing. What we saw last Sunday, the power of God was flowing. That's the kingdom of God. It's not in word. It's in power. Okay, but I do need to give you this one warning. Because what I believe for you is that in this series, you're going to own, you're going to recognize your gifting, you're going to own your gifting, you're going to operate in it because this grace has been activated in you. But I do need to give you this one warning, and it's right here, Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 21. Here it is. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Well, let me just stop right there. Not everybody's getting into heaven, okay? Old saints will sing a song that says, everybody talking about heaven ain't going. But he says, those that do the will of my father, the will of my father is to work for this kingdom, to operate, allowing him to operate through us, okay? Y'all, can, can I just go on and say it like I feel it right here? Do you realize that we run the risk of missing heaven? By not allowing God to have his full reign in our lives. See, we like to talk about everybody going to hell. Because sin is so apparent. But can I go further in here? Jesus says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name? Done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I don't know you. Depart from me, <laughs> you worker of lawlessness. The translation, iniquity. Okay? Sin. So then, in understanding your gifts and operating your gifts, you have to make sure that you and I keep this relationship i have no knowledge i don't know you there is no intimacy i'm not familiar with you you're not operating in my spirit okay um that we got to make sure that we use the gifts that god has given us and at the same time we maintain this relationship because he says many look at what he says he says not everybody who says lord lord Man, I can listen, I can dissect this so many so much. Not everybody that says Lord Lord is gonna get in. Not everybody that's operating with signs and miracles is gonna get in. He says, I gotta dismiss some people because our relationship was not right. Iniquity, he says. Iniquity is a deep seed. Okay, remember he was bruised. For our transgressions. That's to step over the line. Okay, he was wounded for our transgressions. Open wound. Remember I talked to you about that? Transgression is stepping over the line. To transgress. Stepping over the line. Sin. Okay? But he was bruised internally for our iniquity. That's stuff like bitterness. Unforgiveness. Those are the, the sins that we can't see. So we got to make sure that we're pure and our hearts are pure. So although we're using gifts and casting out devils and signs and wonders and miracles, 
We got to make sure that we don't have bitterness and unforgiveness on the inside. That's iniquity. He says, even in that, you've operated in my power. But I don't know you. Yo, I got to go, man. All right. I love y'all. Uh, I think it's time to go. Cue the music. And um, we get ready to launch out into this thing and understand. But I'm saying to you as your pastor that you got a gift. And there is an expectation from heaven to use the gifts that God has given you. There is power for us. We have it. Paul says, I want you to come to knowledge, to the knowledge of this power. He says, I want you to know that. We have this power. I hope this resonates. I told, I told, uh, I told Portia last night, I was like, yeah, this ain't one of them, you know, great revelation. Ooh, I didn't, I've never seen that in the text kind of sermons, but yeah, we, we gotta, it's time to grow up. Okay. You got gifts. You got them. And I'm not going to be the guy that lets you come in here every Sunday and not tell you that the same power that works in me to prophesy, to speak a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, to lay hands and all of that kind of stuff. Same power works in you. Okay. Yeah. You got wisdom too. You got it. You're going to be able to walk into the family reunion and, and say to some family members, I sense that the Lord don't want you to go, go that way. Don't make that decision. If you make that decision, it's going to end this way. You hear me? Yeah, God's going to use you everywhere. He ain't just using me. He's using you. Some of the stuff that I tell you here just gives you some language to roll with the power that's inside of you. So you can be like, oh, okay. Uh, I remember pastor said this, and so I'm going to say this too. Yeah, you say it, but the anointing that's on you ain't the same anointing that's on me. Okay? Use it. I'm not telling you that you got to walk in there somewhere and be like, everybody open your Bibles. I'm not saying that. But I am saying, <laughs> I am saying that the moment will come where you get to unpack, expound, that you come to share, that you say, you know what, let me pray for the baby. Sometimes I feel so guilty that I let my natural fear override some things. So I want y'all to know that in preaching this, the Holy Ghost is preaching through me to all of us. I was sitting, in a, sitting somewhere one day and I saw a baby that obviously had some head surgery. And I know I felt the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go, but I felt I was scared, like me, I was scared. So I didn't, so I prayed from where I was. So I can at least say, well, Lord, I did pray. No, that's not what I told you to do. I told you to go over there, tell them who you were, and pray for that baby. And you did, and I had to repent. So we're all in this thing together. But here's what I declare, kingdom loaded. In your life, kingdom loading. In your relationships, kingdom loading. <laughs> yeah, in the family, in the house, kingdom loading. In the society, out in the community, kingdom loading in you. That the kingdom of God is at hand when you 
step on the scene. I declare that the power of God oozes out of your life in such a way that demons are afraid when you step on the scene. I declare that when evil plans and plots are, are, are being put together, that when you walk in the break room, you're going to break apart. Yep, receive it. Receive it. You ever pass our work from home? It's okay. Y'all, yeah, they still behind the scenes doing it. People talking, people doing kingdom loading. Kingdom loading. That your discernment will be so powerful that even when you do virtual meetings, you can say, I feel like we should go this route instead of this route. And they're going to be like, wow, I wonder how she knew we were thinking about doing that. I wonder how he knew. Kingdom loading. Kingdom loading. I got to go, y'all. On the screens, if you need salvation, it's on the screen. The phone number, you can text, and, and there's some people waiting for you. They're going to put it in, in the chat for you today. And I want to get out of here, but y'all, this thing is real. And God is pouring out his spirit on all of us, not just some. All of us. I had to go. I do. I feel this, Father, in Jesus' name. Bring the gifting forward. Dreams, visions, functions of your Holy Spirit. Allow them to see clearly the moment, so that gift can kick in. Allow them to see it. Come against any fear. Fear of rejection. Come against it in Jesus' name. Fear of some kind of retaliation or being called out or come against it in Jesus' name. I speak a holy boldness upon your people to live out, walk out, do what you have placed in us to do in this dispensation of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. I got to go. I declare in Jesus' name that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus' name that everything your hands touch will prosper, and every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare in Jesus' name that you are above only and not beneath, that you are the head and not the tail. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you, that you are the solution to the problem. You are not the problem. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare in Jesus' name that your home is established in peace, that your marriage is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ, that your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessings of the Lord be upon you, wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor. May it be your portion both now and forever. Now go in peace, and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love y'all so much. Thank you for being God's best. Thank you for being God's expression of love in the earth to me. Thank you for being here today. I'll see you next week. Have an amazing week. 
You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.